0: This is episode 52 of The Wrap, a weekly show where I bring you up to speed on the movie news and fun things from the past week. Today is Friday, October 18th, 2013, and I'm your host, TJ. Well, Gravity continued to soar to new heights in its high Earth orbit this past weekend. Uh, On a budget of 100 million, it is now up to 190.3 million worldwide, just week number two in its release. 43.1 million of that uh, was from the weekend uh, domestically. It is now up to 122.3 million domestically and 68 million in foreign monies. And it was a mighty good film, so not surprising. Um, And, you know, a lot of hype surrounding it, but it lives up to the hype. So I have a feeling this is going to come back and hit a pretty high mark even this weekend. Not sure if it can be number one again. We'll have to see about that. Number two was uh, Captain Phillips. Its budget was almost half at fifty five million uh It only made twenty five point seven million over the weekend, and that was the current total that number I believe is now up to thirty eight million as we head into the weekend and This was the first week for captain phillips uh It's a shame really that it's going up uh against gravity with such a uh heavy and tight race there uh there they're both very intense films, but very different films, and they're both very good films, so it's a shame that it has to compete with another great film, although I would put Gravity just a little ahead of it as well, so uh, well, it'll be interesting to see if it can beat Gravity this weekend. Number three, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, weekend number three. It's made $99 million worldwide now and a budget of $78 million. Number four, Machete Kills. The budget has not been released for this film, but it made $3.8 million over the weekend, and that was the current total over the weekend. Number five, uh, Runner Runner on a budget of $30 million. It's up to $45.2 million worldwide weekend number two. Uh, so over the budget, but still needs to get a little bit further to be considered a success. Number six, Prisoners, weekend number four. It's up to 76.1 million worldwide on a budget of 46 and another fine film. Number seven, Insidious Chapter Two on a budget of 5 million. Now hang on to your horses here. 105 million worldwide. That's just crazy. Uh, Number eight was Rush on a budget of 38 million. It made 69.7 million worldwide, weekend number three. I normally only report the top 8, but I did want to just note that Don John is now in the number 9 spot, and it's made $21.6 million worldwide, which is pretty crazy for a budget of $6 million. Not Insidious too crazy, but pretty good. Baggage Claims only made $18.2 million for its third weekend out. And I'm guessing they spent a little more than that to make the film. Well, House of Cards Season 2 will probably be the last... Uh, Kevin Jaggernoth over at the playlist reports good news for those who think the current TV that current TV shows stay on far past their welcome or bad news for those who think House of Cards still has yet to hit its peak. But according to one person close to the series, the currently in production second season could very well be the last. Uh, this can be if you read further attributed to Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright wanting to do movies and wanting to go ahead and get out of House of Cards even though they've enjoyed it etc. etc. It really is kind of a bummer. You could probably put me in the camp where House of Cards could uh, probably uh, afford an, uh, story-wise to do more seasons. You know, I'm, I'm not a fan of any particular length of time for a show. I think it should stay on as long as it should stay on. Many shows do stay past their welcome. But why not keep a show on until it's time to end it? So we'll see. Maybe there is a a, a, a very set agenda that uh, David Fincher and the rest of the creative team has that they want to do, and then they're done. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, be sure to check out my article linked on the show notes. I have a little more analysis and things going on there than I can really get into for the sake of time here on The Wrap. Hans Zimmer is not really sure if he's going to score Man of Steel 2. This is according to Adam Chitwood over at Collider.com. With Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy and this summer's Man of Steel, composer Hans Zimmer has now had the chance to write music for arguably the two most popular comics characters in the world, Batman and Superman. Now that Zack Snyder has decided to bring a new Batman into the fold for the Man of Steel follow-up, Zimmer is faced with the decision of whether to revisit the Dark Knight or step aside and let someone else tackle the character. He goes on to say, "It's a bit of a creative problem in my head right now. Quite honestly, I've got to sit down with Zach and have a chat with him about what he's trying to do. Because I, what I don't want to do is go back to that well. It's a different Batman, Christian Bale, and what I did. What it's a it's a different Batman, Christian Bale, and what I did with Chris that needs to have its auto, autonomous life. I don't want to go and now appropriate that and put it into the other Batman." I'm probably the wrong person to be addressing this since I didn't like the score for Man of Steel. I didn't like Man of Steel. Um, But uh, it would be a shame if if he left the project based on that. I think that Zimmer can do a fine score not based on the previous Dark Knight work, but who knows? Only he knows his own creative space in his head, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I do agree that Hans Zimmer should not go back to the well of the Dark Knight trilogy, though. We have two working titles for Star Wars 7, according to Jermaine Lucier over at Slash Film. If I could have one small sliver of information today about Star Wars Episode 7, it would be the title. Three or four simple words could give fans months of fuel for speculation. It's not too much to ask. Is it? Well, considering most of the other Star Wars titles weren't revealed until much closer to release, we probably shouldn't hold our breaths. Still, George Lucas apparently had two such titles in mind when he conceived of the film and sold it to Disney. And those have now been revealed. Plus, the recent news that he, he and J.J. Abrams have been talking a lot about the film, maybe these working titles, even if they don't come to fruition, could give a hint at the story. They are Return of the Sith and Rise of the Jedi. They both seem like fine working titles to me as far as working titles go. Uh, but uh, both of these feel too derivative and have a feeling of already done to them, so I'm hoping that uh, there is some better title in the works other than these. But as far as working titles go, it's fine to be getting on with. And we'll see how things go. Alamo Drafthouse has banned Madonna from watching films in their theaters. And this is according to Edward Davis over at the Playlist. Um <clears throat> Last week during the New York Film Festival, Madonna was caught texting during Steve McQueen's 12 Years a Slave, a painful, brutal, and unflinching film about the horrors of slavery. When one audience member called out to the material girl and asked politely to please stop texting, she had the gall to yell at the person and call them a particular type of 19th century tyrant. It's for business enslaver," she shrieked and then continued to text. A poor choice of words and extremely poor taste, if there ever was such a thing. And uh, moving on down the uh, list a little bit, uh, until she apologizes to movie fans, Madonna is banned from watching movies. Drafthouse head honcho Tim League tweeted last uh, late last week. My response to this is can we get a, a, a draft house in Nashville, please? Uh, I, I want to patronize this place. This is very good. I'm I'm very happy with this. And Madonna should apologize. Uh, she was breaking the rules that they had laid forth at Alamo Draft House. They're very well known for no texting during the movie, so uh, I want movie experiences like this myself. Uh, so, sorry, Madonna, not on your side here. Crew members say Captain Phillips is a big lie. This according to Maureen Callahan over at New York Post. Captain Richard Phillips, they say, is no hero, and the film is one big lie. Phillips wasn't the big leader like he is in the movie, says one crew member, who, for legal reasons, spoke with the Post anonymously. He worked very closely with Phillips on the Marisc, Alabama, and was alarmed by his behavior from the beginning. Phillips, he says, had a bad reputation for at least 12 years prior, known as a sullen and self-righteous captain. No one wants to sail with him, he says, uh, that's a bummer if it's true, but, uh, and I'm sure it wouldn't make a very good film to portray it that way if it is true. I'm glad, I'm really glad that I didn't hear or know anything about this before going in to see the film. I'm not sure what it would have done to my enjoyment of the film. As it is, I think the film is a fine film and worth seeing regardless. Uh, and to some extent, it's, it's like sour grapes from crew members. I I, I don't know. Uh, and they did even slightly address this in the film where many of the crew members were union and they were causing problems, and Captain Phillips had to lay it down for them. So, uh, you know, I don't know what to think about this, and I, I I, hate to think poorly of Captain Phillips having seen the film and liking it so much, but uh, we'll see what develops of this, if anything, or it may just be this information, and then we may just uh, move on and never hear about it again. Who knows? So, anyway, Captain Phillips, maybe not always cracked up to be. Marvel is developing more TV series. Uh, Russ Fisher at slash Film says, Now the cat is part partially out of the bag about Marvel's next plan for television. Is this Phase 2 or the second half of Phase 1? The company has several new shows in development, and while we don't know much about any of them, we'll pass along the first info below. Hint, these probably won't be on ABC. There's so little info on the products on the projects that we'll just quote straight from Deadline. Marvel is quietly putting together a package of four drama series and a miniseries, a total of some 60 episodes that would be taken out to the VOD and cable space with Netflix, Amazon, WGN America rumored as potential candidates. So I'm interested in this. Uh, there is there's always the chance of overexposure and overdoing it, but I'm I'm interested in this particularly in the idea of bringing all these to video-on-demand uh, and uh, Netflix and the like. I mean, I think this is the future, and so I'm very interested to see where this goes, and Marvel may be on board of the future, and uh, you know, the early bird is the one that gets the worm or whatever other metaphors I can mix. So um, <clears throat> we'll see how this goes. Cars 3 is in the works. Angie Han over at Slash Film says Michael Wallace, a historical consultant and voice actor who's work on, who, who's worked on the two previous Cars films, has revealed that a third Cars is in the works. It's unclear just how far along the project is at this point, but it's far enough along that he already has some plot details. You know, I think as long as Pixar delivers a good film, I'm fine with it being a sequel, but Cars 2 was not anything really spectacular to me. Uh, I didn't hate it as much as most people seem to, but neither did I think it was that great. It was a little bit bland, actually. And what I really want to know with all these sequels coming out from Pixar is where is our Incredibles sequel? If any of the films from Pixar deserved a sequel, it would certainly be The Incredibles. So I want to see that. Get on that, Pixar. Michael Bay was assaulted on the Transformers Age of Extinction set. This according to Matt Goldberg over at Collider.com. Here's something Michael Bay can get asked endlessly about when he does press for Transformers the Age of Extinction. According to the Hollywood Reporter, the director was attacked on the Hong Kong uh, set by two local men, reportedly brothers, when he refused to pay them 13,000 U.S. dollars. Bay don't play that way. Uh, and an argument ensued in which the director got punched in the face. One of the men tried then tried to fight off three police officers who intervened. The brothers were then arrested on suspicion of blackmail and assault. I'm pretty sure we can at least confirm the suspicion of of assault. Bay then resumed filming. My only question is how the brothers got so close to the director in the first place. Film sets, especially for mega blockbusters like Transformers, are well guarded. Also, I'm surprised the brothers thought they could get $13,000 on the spot. I know his movies are dumb, but it's a bit of a stretch to believe Bay would go, DUR, okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 yeah, <laughs> this is way better than any of the Transformers films ever thought about being, and I would really like some popcorn to go along with this. Uh, this is great. Um, and what? I, but as I said in the article, what I really want to know is, are we sure he hadn't just watched one of Bay's horrible Transformers films and needed to let some anger out on the guy? Uh, but Paramount and Bay have both issued statements, which are too lengthy for me to read here, but, uh, the incident is even more bizarre than what I just read. So be sure to check out the linked article in the show notes to go and, uh, read that and have a little bit of fun and, and, uh, spice up your life today. And before I sign off for today, let's talk about what you might like to see this weekend. We do have a couple of new films. We have Carrie escape Plan. 12 Years a Slave, and The Fifth Estate. Please note that last week I reported The Fifth Estate is a new film. I failed to notice and therefore note that it was in limited release last week. This is the official release week. All these films are rated R this weekend. Uh, so we've got Carrie, uh, not one that I'm particularly interested in. Uh, it looks kind of bloody and messy, and it's certainly of the horror genre. Uh, and so not really interested. It's rated R for bloody violence, disturbing images, language, and some sexual content, starring Chloe Grace Moretz and Julianne Moore. Uh Escape Plan, also, of course, rated R, starring Sylvester Stallone and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Never thought I would say this about a film with either of those two in it, much less both of them in a film together. But I'm actually interested in this film. Uh, it, it, it just, you know, there's something about the trailers that have captured my interest and I'd like to see if it's any good. I'll probably be disappointed. Rated R for violence and language. 12 Years a Slave, again, rated R. I'd really like to see it, but it un- unfortunately is in limited release. Uh, and it is not in Nashville, so I can't see it this weekend. Um, and, uh, I'm also concerned about the fact that it is rated R for, uh, some nudity. Uh, says rated R for violence, cruelty, some nudity, and brief sexuality. I'm not sure exactly what that means, some nudity. Uh, n- any nudity is bad, so uh, we'll see. Uh, <clears throat> the fifth estate, rated R. This is the one that I will be seeing this weekend. It stars, of course, Benedict Cumberbatch as Julian Assange, and uh, I'm very interested in this, even though Julian Assange has been, uh, Uh, down on the film, uh, I've heard that it actually cast Julian Assange in a pretty good light, and so I'm interested, and if it doesn't get every note that Julian Assange wanted, I feel like it's probably because it's more true and accurate and real to life and doesn't paint him necessarily as a complete saint, uh, or whatever. So, uh, we'll see, we'll see. I, I would definitely want to see it, uh, also stars Daniel Bruhl, who is in Rush, so uh, definitely interested in this one, the one I'm going to be seeing and the one we'll be talking about on the Movie Bite podcast next week. Still in theaters is Gravity, Captain Phillips, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, Machete Kills, Runner Runner, Prisoners, Rush, Don John, and Baggage Claim. For more on how I feel about those films and whether I think you should see them or not, uh, be sure to visit my uh, article linked up in the show notes. Well, that's all for this week. Uh, speaking of those show notes, uh, you can view those at moviebyte.com slash rap slash 52. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at TJDraperPro there. You can also follow Moviebyte on Twitter to stay up to date, uh, twitter.com slash moviebyte. You can like Movie Byte on Facebook at facebook.com slash moviebyte to stay up to date there. And, of course, visit the website. I post uh, new and interesting things every single day uh, at moviebyte.com. That's all I've got for this week. Uh, Thanks for listening. I hope you have a terrific weekend.